You know when you're sober and you think, oh my God, is this how amazing we're designed to feel? That's what people feel when they release that unconscious clutching. It's like you're introducing them to this new world, this new level of comfort that they've never had access to before. From Thrivalist, this is the Sober Not Sorry podcast with your host, Lucy Quick. As the leading destination to change your relationship with alcohol in an empowered way, Thrivalist will help you free yourself from the alcohol trap and create a life so wondrous you won't want to escape from it anymore. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Sober Not Sorry. I hope your week has been amazing. So for today's episode, I had the most incredible conversation with Sarah McKay Wiggers. Sarah is a somatic therapist, a movement specialist, and business mentor. She has a background in professional dance, and she helps women reconnect with their bodies to achieve optimal physical and mental well-being. I learned so much during this conversation with Sarah, especially how crucial taking a bottom-up approach to healing is and how our unconscious pelvis clutching is impacting our nervous system. I'd actually never heard of this before. And according to Sarah, this is a game changer. I hope you love this conversation with Sarah as much as I did. And just a reminder, ladies, you can join our signature sobriety course anytime, which is the best place to start with Thrivalist. And please use the coupon code SOBERNOTSORRY at checkout for 20% off the course. And before we get started with Sarah's interview, here's some information about our upcoming retreat. We are running our first ever in-person retreat for the Sober Curious Woman, which will be held on November the 23rd to the 26th this year in Trentham, which is nestled in the Victorian spa country. I'll be hosting this retreat, which will be centered around rest, restoration, and connecting with oneself and other Sober Curious ladies. This will be a five-star experience. It's going to be so decadent. It's going to be exactly what you need and what you deserve right now. So included in the retreat will be all of the accommodation. So three beautiful nights in luxurious five-star accommodation. All meals will be included and we have an in-house chef who will be preparing all of the food, all of the snacks, all of the treats. Well, there'll be unlimited tea, coffee, mocktails. There'll be cheese platters and nibbles each evening before dinner. We're going to have on-site yoga and meditation classes. There'll be walks in the national park. We're going to have a 60-minute workshop with a naturopath and holistic gut health expert. And we're also going to have massages and Reiki, some pottery sessions and raw cooking demonstrations, a sound healing meditation And of course, so much downtime, time to relax, to finally read that book you've had on your shelf and enjoy some me time. So this is going to be a really intimate and exclusive experience. There's only going to be 10 guests and we're already at 50% sold. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh my gosh, I need this in my life, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes. So please head over to that link and you can email me directly if you'd like 
info at thrivalistsobriety.com if you've got any other questions. Otherwise, we'd love you to join us for this beautiful experience. Now onto the episode. Sarah, thank you so much for being here on the Sober Not Sorry podcast. Such an honor to have you here and I'm so excited for this conversation. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Thank you. So Sarah, do you want to start by telling me a little bit about yourself, the work you do, why you do this work and the people you serve? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm never one to like to fit in a box. I like to encourage women to be all they can be, but for the sake of communication and clarity, at the, I'm a somatic therapist. So somatic means body related. So I work with the body. I'm a movement specialist and I'm also a business mentor. So basically I work with women and I love to support them to feel as amazing as possible within their body as in their physical body. So I help them with aches and pains, with their nervous system, with pelvic floor health. I help them with their being, which is more mindset. And then I also help them with their business as well. Can you explain what a body movement specialist is? And how did you actually, I guess my next question, how did you get into this type of work? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, my background was as a professional dancer And I always love to tell the story of I'll never forget because we think with bodies, if you've got a six pack, you're strong. You've got a great core, you're strong. Back in the day, I had the six pack. I had the eight pack. You know, I was dancing, kicking my legs up over my head every day. I was standing there with the six pack or the eight pack. But then I'd walk into the green room and I couldn't even bend over to take off my shoes, my boots. So I had the worst back pain. And I was thinking, but I've got a six pack. I've got a strong core. And then that's essentially what started the the journey of discovering what your core truly is. I thought I had a six pack, so that meant I had a strong core, whereas that is not your core. And a huge thing for women is that, you know, they do, they think their core is their abdominals. Your core is your pelvic floor. That's a really important part of your core. It's your abdominals, it's the muscles in your back, and it's also your diaphragm. So that took me into my Pilates and yoga teacher training. And then from there, I taught yoga and Pilates for a long time. I ran, I owned studios for over a decade. It was fantastic. It was a really successful time. Had multiple venues, thousands of clients, big teams. What happened, however, was every week I would have clients come in, new clients, and they'll say, I've got a bad back. My doctor told me to come to yoga. And I was thinking, okay, my team were amazing, but I was thinking, I can't just take, if you've got a bad back, you can't just go straight into yoga class. You need to know this and this and this and this. So what I started to do was introduce them to really basic fundamental mind-body connection and awareness that you don't really get access to in an exercise class. And then that's essentially how what I now call sacred union really began. So What I am is there's exercise (laughs) and then there's rehabilitation. And I'm this gap in between that helps people connect to their bodies. You know, I've also done a research trial with women all around the world. People exercise, but exercise doesn't mean awareness. And if you think of it, so many people, they go for a run to get out of their head. They do a class so they don't have to think. General exercise can commonly be an opportunity for people to disconnect rather than connect. 
So I am all about helping women reconnect to their bodies and really help them with this fundamental awareness that is going to help them so much more than physically. It really is an absolute game changer. So there's exercise and exercise is great, but I work with women so that they have this awareness so that they, when they go to their exercise classes, they're getting the most out of it and they're not doing more harm than good. You know, I can't tell you the amount of women I work with that have been going to the gym or doing hit class for so many years, but then they go to their osteo once a week or they've got pelvic floor issues or they've got all these things really that they're challenged with. So I ensure that they're, they're moving safely and efficiently in their exercise classes. Okay. And so that was going to be my next question. So awareness of what? What do we need to have more awareness of when it comes to our body? Oh, I love that. Beautiful. So the number one thing that I do, our level of comfort or our perception of comfort has been completely distorted. And and for the listeners, you won't be able to see me, but I'll show Lucy. So for the listeners, I've got my shoulders hunched up to my ears and I look very tense. And this is what I see. And people will say, when I first work with someone, I'll lie them down on the ground and they're clutching and they're clenching and they're tense and they don't even realize. We have got no idea of how tense we are because we're used to it now. So I'll say, are you comfortable? And they say, yes, I'm so comfortable. I'm so comfortable. (laughs) So this is it. What we want to do, the first thing I do is help them decompress. And then what people are doing is they're actually tucking and they're gripping in a protective reflex that they've got no idea that they're doing. I'm doing it now. Well, yeah. I'm noticing as you're talking, my shoulders are like that. So I've just dropped them down and yeah, it's amazing actually. Oh yeah. And it all comes from your pelvis. So we want to work from the pelvis first. So within the pelvis, people will be lying on the ground and they'll be tucking. So their lower back will be imprinting into the floor. They think this is normal because they're so used to it. And in an exercise class, you get told, tuck, imprint your lower back. That's actually taking you into a stress response. There's a really intriguing muscle within our body called our psoas or our iliopsoas, P-S-O-A-S. It's from a physical perspective, it connects the top half and the bottom half of the body and it lifts our legs up and down. It's a hip flexor. From a primal perspective, and you think of all of your clients that, you know, or exploring sobriety, we often drink because we've got a stressful situation. We often drink to suppress our emotions. So we drink because something challenging has happened to us. So what happens when you're in a challenging situation? It's our autonomous, I can't even talk today, nervous system, and it will respond without us even thinking about it. So your psoas will contract. Yeah. So that is, if you're lying on the ground, you will be tucking and imprinting. This is happening to us without us even realizing. So we've got this protective clutch within our pelvis that we're not aware of. What that is doing is it keeps us in our sympathetic nervous system, our stress state. So your body is protecting you. What can I do? What can I do? It is on high alert. And you know what happens with the nervous system, cortisol, adrenaline pumping through the body. Your body is going to steal precious energy from your mind. Your body is going to steal precious energy from your digestive system. Your body is going to steal precious energy from your immune system because it just wants to keep you alive. So we're in this tuck without us even knowing. We can't breathe in an optimal way. 
we it's so bad for our core it's so bad for our pelvic floor this is it and it's been 20 years thousands and thousands of women I did it with a group of psychologists it doesn't matter who you are this stress response doesn't discriminate so the first thing that I do is help people become aware of the unconscious clutching they're doing without even realizing the interesting thing is when I guide them out of this clutch they don't like it can you think of what happens, how they would feel? Vulnerable. Vulnerable, unsafe, mm. scared, because they've been in this protective clutch for such a long time. So when we guide them out of it, and often some people's bodies start to shake and tremor because it is, it, it's so interesting. If, if I'm working with a client one-on-one, I take pictures of them before we begin because once they release out of it, And then they, it takes a while. We have to do it slowly and calmly and carefully. Then I'll say, let's go back to your old friend. Cause I give them this clock analogy. Let's pull back to your old friend, 12 o'clock. And they're like, I wasn't doing that. They cannot believe that they were holding on to this tension and devation without even realizing it is absolutely mind blowing. It's so hard to describe until you actually experience it. But it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. And no one else is, even with the the somatic training that I've done, no one else is actually introducing this to people. And it's an absolute game changer. I I couldn't do traditional somatic work with someone unless I do that, unless I do that first. Because it's like, I, I always try to find the perfect analogy. It's like if you're, well, it's like you're driving with the handbrake on. It's like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm I'm getting there, I'm getting there, but you're doing it with all this unnecessary tension and you don't think of the wear and tear that's happening. So what I like to do is release that handbrake first and be like, oh, my goodness, it feels so easy, it feels so good. (laughs) Yeah, It's so interesting because as you're talking, I'm just seeing this almost parallel to when we use alcohol. I mean, you talk about this protective clutch it's so much like the protective veil that alcohol gives us. And during the day when, you know, the alcohol has worn off, we are stuck in that, that tense fight or flight state. Mm. And it is very much like we often talk about like drinking is like wearing the really tight shoe just so at the end of the day you can take the shoe off, which is that relief that the alcohol gives you. Yeah, And it's just don't wear the shoe to begin with. Like just let's get alcohol out of our system. We don't need that. And so I know when I was at my deepest place of alcohol addiction, I remember feeling just constantly anxious, basically from the moment I woke up until I had that first drink. And that would be dropping my kids off, my my daughter off at daycare, getting into work, go, 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 having to do presentations and a really stressful job that was, I felt completely overwhelmed by. I never had, my life was basically in chaos And now that I understand what actually happens to our body and our brain and our nervous system, when we drink alcohol, it makes complete sense that I felt this way. And you touched on a little bit before, but alcohol is a central nervous system depressant. So even a small amount really increases those inhibitory neurotransmitters, which means our brain slows down. So the messages in our brain really slow down. Mm -hmm. And just like you said before, to counter, so when you talked a little bit about those stress hormones, the brain and the nervous system is going to counter that depressing or the depressant effect of alcohol by releasing the cortisol and adrenaline, which is why we're stuck in that fight or flight throughout the day, which mm. is great for when we are in danger because 
there yes. is a role for cortisol and adrenaline. But when we're just trying to get through our day and get to childcare drop off and work, it's leaves us so overstimulated and just anxious and horrible. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's why that alcohol at the end of the day really helps us relax. And then we end up in this, this trap in this cycle. And it does sound really similar to what you're talking about, that kind of clutch, which is, it feels safe to be in the clutch. It, it sort of protects us. And so tell me, Sarah, I'd love to know a little bit more about what would be your top practices to help us regulate our nervous system. So for anyone who's in early sobriety and they may have just come out of that alcohol trap, the waking up, feeling really anxious, needing a drink at five, winding down and then waking up and feeling really anxious again. So that's sort of the alcohol trap we get stuck in. What are some ways that you can see would be effective in helping us to break that cycle and regulate our nervous system a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is the thing. There's there's so many people out there helping with your nervous system. Breathe. It's your mindset. It's all the different things. And this is the thing. If you don't become aware of that unconscious clutching that you're doing within the pelvis first, all of the other modalities and tools are not going to be as efficient and effective as possible. So I always describe, think of it like your body as another person because your, your body is speaking a different language to your mind. Your mind and your body are completely connected. So what's happening in this is day and age is you've got this body that's contracting down and scared. Okay, so for the listeners at home, I'm sort of pretending I'm scared and I'm contracting down. This is your body. But then you've got your mind going, be calm, breathe, be calm, breathe. But your body's like, but I don't know if it's safe to let go. And we're doing these breathe, breathe. And your body's like, but I don't know if it's safe to let go. So the first thing that you want to do before anything is become aware of the unconscious clutching you are doing. And this is why I love to work with the pelvis because people people say, I know I'm stressed, but then there's no tangible way to know that you're stressed. Yeah, sure, your shoulders are up, but that's it. You've got to work from the pelvis first. So we need to let our body know it is safe to let go. If you do breath work, if you trip, people breathe, we breathe and we do belly breath to regulate our nervous system. If you don't release that unconscious clutching within your pelvis first, you're not actually breathing properly. You think you are, but you're in this clutch. So your breath is is shallow and you're like, oh, I'm doing my breath, but it's not working because you're holding your body hostage in that protective clutch. So absolutely the first thing you need to do is learn how to release that unconscious clutching within your pelvis. and then you will breathe a beautiful belly breath to bring us down into our parasympathetic nervous system. You know, when you're sober and you've been sober for a few months and you think, oh my God, is this how amazing we're designed to feel? That's what people feel when they release that unconscious clutching. It's like you're introducing them to this new world, this new level of comfort that they've never had access to before. So number one, release the unconscious clutching within the pelvis. Release that psoas. Let your body know it is safe before anything else. Then the breath. Now, this is one more thing that is really important. And this is where somatics comes in. A lot of people find it really hard to lay down and be calm and breathe. And and people say, just persist, just persist. You'll be right. You'll be right. When we experience trauma within our bodies, 
visualize that I have got like a weighted ball, okay? So if I experience a challenging situation, oh, I'm holding one weighted ball. And then I experience another challenging situation, oh, I'm holding another weighted ball. And then another one. So we're holding these weighted balls. It's really heavy and uncomfortable to maintain. And again, for the listeners, I'm clutching and clenching, pretending I'm holding this weight of heavy balls This weight of heavy balls comes with us when we do traditional talk therapy. This weight comes with us when we journal. This weight comes with us to yoga. It is there. Yeah. We're holding on to it. This weight, every time we don't speak our truth, there's another ball. Every time we hold back the tears, there's another ball. It's an electric charge within our bodies. So again, lay down, do yoga, do shavasana. I should be calm, but our body's going, I'm heavy and I need to move and I need to let go. So if you find it challenging to lie down and breathe, it's because your body needs to needs to release. It needs to let go. And, and how weird does that seem to people? It needs to be, it needs to go, it needs to scream, it needs to move, and it doesn't need to move in a linear way. And this is, again, you can regulate your nervous system in the traditional ways, but often it's still suppressing what we haven't expressed. Mm. So to regulate your nervous system, You have to express, you have to release through the body. And why is that hard? Because we look crazy. (laughs) It's weird. It's so uncomfortable. It's so different. We're used to not speaking our truth. We're used to holding back the tears. We're used to moving in a linear way. But your body wants to go, your body, we're primal beings. So a really great analogy that might help people understand a more somatic approach, which is what we call a bottom-up approach. So when we do traditional therapy, it's what we call a top-down approach, okay? But let's think of this. So top-down is mind to body. So it's like, okay, mind, tell the mind that you're safe and come down to the body. But body or bottom-up is letting the body know it's safe first and then that will reflect up to the mind. And a good example to understand this is Think of when, think if we were, we had a burglar in our house, what, what happens? We go, we feel it first, don't we? You feel mm. it. Yeah. So it's, that's the, that's the weighted balls. That's the electric charge I'm talking about. We don't think about it, do we? It just happens. It's an instant thing. So there's the burglar. Then we get scared. Then we think, what am I going to do? So that's bottom up. It happens first through the body, the soma, then the emotion, then the mind. We don't sit here and think, there's a burglar in the house. What shall I do? I think I'm going to get scared now. <gasps> do you see how if we're working top down from the mind to the body, that it's not really the way it works? It's not natural. It's not natural. We're, and, and that's a massive thing. What's, what's become normal for us is not natural. And that is, you can take that in so many different ways. But the natural way for us to release, look at animals. Have you ever seen the way animals release trauma? That's somatic. You look at an animal, like you can Google it, like look on YouTube and you see a deer go through trauma. What's the first thing they do? They don't go to see someone and talk about it. They start to shiver, like shake. Ah, They jolt, they shake, they release somatically first. That's the way. And then they get up. And can you imagine in this day and age, if people are like, I'm doing all these crazy things, people would think we're crazy. So we don't do it. When we want to really create change, we need to release that first. And this is what is making it harder and harder. We're living in this society that encourages us to suppress. 
and move in linear ways and conform and regulate. Our bodies don't want to do that. If you want to truly regulate your nervous system, let your body know that it's safe. And if your body doesn't feel comfortable in that position, it means there's still electric charge that needs to get expressed. And then we can begin to release or regulate the nervous system. And you said it beautifully before, there's nothing wrong with your nervous system. Mm. Your nervous system is amazing. Your nervous system is your most loyal companion that will we'll try to protect you day in, day out for years on end. It will never let you down. So we don't really need to change your nervous system. Your nervous system is amazing. You just need to let your nervous system know that it's okay. It doesn't need to protect you. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. So it's like, nervous system, you need regulation. No, your nervous system, <laughs> system doesn't need regulation. You <laughs> need regulation. And yeah. You need to let your nervous system know, hey, buddy, thank you so much for the work that you've been doing to protect me. I'm actually okay. I'm actually safe. Because as you would know and work with your clients, our nervous system doesn't know the difference between an actual threat or a perceived or imagined threat. Mm-hmm. up to us to say, thanks, nervous system. It's okay. You don't need to fire on all cylinders. I'm just a little worried about this deadline at work. It's okay. Your nervous system is responding the same for a deadline at work as it is if you know you were in an actual life-threatening situation. Wow. Okay. So just to recap, so starting with the let go of the unconscious clutching, moving into releasing any of the weighted balls that we may have in the body. But if you're not feeling, if you release that unconscious clutching and you can't, you don't feel comfortable to then breathe, if you feel really anxious still, that's when it's time. Because some people will release and then they'll enjoy the breath. Yeah. People will release and it's not comfortable for them to then just move into a beautiful breath. They're they're feeling like something's needing to, they just don't feel comfortable. That's a sign that we need some somatic release. That's a sign that your body needs to expel that electric charge that we've suppressed. All right. And then it's either moving into the breathing or you may not need to to release at all, depending on who you are and how you've held on to that stress in your body. Absolutely. Yeah. And so what, I guess this is, this might sound like a stupid question, but how do you actually let go of the unconscious pelvis clutching? Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, it's, we need to, so what I do is I lie people down on the ground and I give them a visual of an an analog clock. So like a round circular clock that's on their pelvis. This is a really weird analogy, but it works. It's worked for 20 years. So your belly button is 12 o'clock and your pubic bone is six o'clock. So can you imagine someone's lying down on the ground with their knees bent and their feet flat on the floor? Yes. Yep. And you're looking in the, okay. And then their belly button is 12 o'clock and their pubic bone is six o'clock. Now I say, I've just popped an imaginary marble in between 12 o'clock and six o'clock. And then I'll say to people, where do you think that marble would be rolling because think of it even in you just come back from the gym maybe it's a really common cue for you and the teacher would say imprint your lower back so you'd tuck it imprint is that familiar to you do you do that Mm, not so much these days but in the past definitely great that's awesome so this is what most people in the protective clutch 
think of it, fetal position, it's a tuck. So mm. their lower back would be imprinting to the floor and their marble would be rolling down to 12 o'clock. So that's what people are doing. They're lying there and I'm saying, are you relaxed? And they're saying yes, but their pelvis is tucking and gripping. They're squeezing their glutes, they're pulling their tummy in and they've got no idea because they're so used to it. Then I'll say, can you gently release that marble towards six o'clock? So that encourages them to soften and release and let go. So it's a matter of gently shifting the pelvis, unclutching the glutes, softening the belly. Think of women. We don't like to let our belly hang out. Mm. We suck it in. Yeah. And so it's a matter of, and you know, we've got to six o'clock. You just want to find a nice neutral position. And there's no such thing as a perfect neutral position, but what we want to do before we think of anything to do with nervous system regulation is let go of the unnecessary muscular activation you're doing without even realizing. You need to let your body know it is safe. Then begin your nervous system regulation. When you say nervous system regulation techniques or practices, yeah. what would you say are, I guess, the top like two or three for being able to feel much calmer in the moment? Yeah, well, again, that's it. So number one, releasing that. As you can hear, I'm really passionate about that and nothing will work unless you do that first or nothing will, you'll think it will work. Just like you think the glass of wine is going to calm you down. This is the thing. You know how we go, oh, the the glass of wine makes me not anxious. We know mm. that. This is why we think, oh, that nervous system tool is working, but it's not really until you let that go first. So we release the unconscious clutching. We breathe. So we do the somatic work. We do the body work first. And then we bring the mind into it. In this moment, and this is it. If you're lying down, I'm working with a client There's beautiful ambient music playing. There's gorgeous oils diffusing. They're wrapped in a blanket. They're safe. They're protected. So I will remind them, once we've released the unconscious clutching, once we've breathed or released the the charge and the weight, then if they're still not calm and regulated, it means that they're back into the past or jumping forward into the future. So we bring our awareness back to the present moment. In this moment, you are calm. In this moment, you are safe. In this moment, you are protected. And if you're not feeling safe and calm and protected in this moment, it's just a sign that you're back in the past or forward into the future. Thinking of something traumatic in the past, anticipating something challenging in the future, in this moment, you are safe. And really, we don't need much more than that. Tell the body it's safe. Let the body know it's safe. Breathe. Be present. That's it. We don't need to complicate it. I love that. And it really is quite a simple practice to have available. Not saying, I mean, I can imagine it would take a while to get the hang of actually even just being able to unconsciously release, sorry, let go of the unconscious pelvis clutching in itself would take some practice. Well, once you, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Once you've gotten into the rhythm of it being able to kind of think about, okay, first, am I clutching my pelvis? Okay, let's release that first. Do I have any of the weighted balls that need to be released? So do I need to move my body? Do I need to release through sound? Do I need to release through words? Mm, It's so interesting. And so we often recommend women in early sobriety because obviously when we stop drinking, a lot of emotions come up to the surface. 
And it can be really overwhelming to process these emotions for the first time when we're so used to numbing and masking. And that's one of our recommendations. It's like, do you need to release through screaming into a pillow, a huge cry, some movement or even shamanic dancing or something that's going to get that energy flowing through your body. So very aligned to, to what we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay. So once we've released those weighted balls, it's then taking in some nice, deep, beautiful breaths and trying to just be present and in the moment. And so really practicing those mindfulness techniques to make sure that we're not future tripping or worried or anticipating about what's coming, or we're not ruminating or worrying about things that happened in the past. I love that. So what do you see with your clients who start this practice and start to, I guess, build this into their, their daily lives? What results are they experiencing and feeling? Oh, the most common thing I hear is why has no one ever told me this before? Oh my God, I have wasted so much time and energy. Why has no one told me this before? It's, it's, it's like they're seeing the light for the first time. Pelvic floor health, the back pain disappears. The healing is enabled and they, they heal, they release. It's the liberation, it's the freedom, the feeling within their physical body. They feel connected, they feel strong in their mind. They feel aware in their body. It's, it's pretty powerful. Something you just said before, though, which is a really important thing and what we talk about in somatics is something called titration. Have you ever heard of titration? No. This is where we need to be really mindful when we're helping people express and release trauma, that they do it really slowly and carefully and mindfully. When I see it's great that so many people are helping with breath work and all these different therapies and treatments. However, we really want to make sure that we're not re-traumatizing the person. Yep. So titration is like you, you take a drop and you drop it just to see what the effect's going to be. So you just take one little drop and then you go, okay, with that primal, that gentle release or the speak, that was okay. We didn't, you know, it wasn't too traumatizing. Oh, next time we'll try two drops. Next time we'll try three drops. So it's really important for your listeners to know that it's taken a long time to accumulate that tension and that trauma within the body. So we can't expect that we're going to release it in one go. We really do want to be patient with our approach and ensure that we're not re-traumatizing. Because think of your, I'll give you a good example. When we drink a lot, we suppress. So you think of, you know, you as a person, you have been suppressing a lot. So you are, it's like you've gone off grid for three years. You've been living out in the country and don't have any technology. There's no noise. There's no, you know, huge stimulation. Can you imagine if you came from three years off grid and came and stood in the center of like Times Square in New York? Can you imagine how overwhelming that would be? So what you want to think of with your healing journey is to slowly come into the closest country town, see how that feels, and then continue the journey. Let's come into a social event in the next town. How does that feel when there's 10 people around you? Come in a little closer to the city. How does it feel when you're here at this party? out in the open. Then how does it feel when you're at a restaurant in the middle of New York? Then how does it feel when you're in a, you know, do you see how you've got to do it carefully and gradually so it's not too overwhelming? It's like a steady reintegration into, I guess, normal life. Absolutely. And it, Mm. it really does require patience 
and persistence. And I think with with your work and the work that we do at Thrivalist, it's very aligned in its approach being gentle and the the foundation is it's built on a foundation of self-love. So this is a beautiful, slow process of getting to know yourself really for the first time, like what you said earlier, really feeling these sorts of feelings for the first time, feeling like you've discovered this whole new world, but not wanting to rush that process. And the kind, gentle, slow approach is going to be so much better for us. Absolutely. And you work, you what you do at the base of everything you do is awareness too. You, I love your little tips of, okay, when you feel that urge to drink, why? Become mm-hmm. curious. And when you become curious, you become aware. So it, what you do, the base of everything you do is you help become people become aware of why they want to drink. <laughs> and yeah, at the base of what we both do is awareness. Mm. And Sarah, you mentioned sacred union. You've mentioned that a couple of times. Can you just talk a little bit about what that is? Is this actually what we're talking about? Is this all sacred union or is there something else? Well, yeah, Sacred Union is a, a beautiful offering that I have. And I do it personally. I've got an online course. But the first thing we do, it is, it's about awareness and fundamental mind-body connection and awareness that is going to be with women always. You know how you think it's not an exercise class and it's not someone else healing them. It's about women taking their power back. And that comes from getting to know the body. and. Have you heard the saying, as within, so without? I have. Yeah, it is so true. And again, for over 20 years, I've witnessed women that feel stuck within life. They're literally stuck within their physical body. They feel unsupported. They're literally, they have no connection to their deep, supportive, stabilizing muscles. They feel lost and don't know who they are. They're not connected to their true core. So it's, it's all about, let's call it sacred union, rekindling the relationship between you and your body because we don't know our bodies. As I mentioned before, it doesn't matter who you are. A lot of us don't really have a mutual relationship with our bodies. We spend our mm. lives telling our bodies what to do. We never stop mm. and actually consider what our body needs or wants. Yeah. I love this. And it's just so important for us in early sobriety to be, really building this beautiful connection with ourselves in all areas. And this is something that is new to me, this concept that you've discussed. Yes. And I'm so, I mean, obviously you are a guest expert inside the community as well. Yeah. And so this is something that we cover, but it's so powerful to actually start to connect and build this deep relationship with our body as well as ourselves, you know, emotionally because of, all of the beautiful benefits that you've described that come when we become, sorry, that come from this this deep connection that we have with our body. So absolutely. I just pulled up a quick letter. It's only a few. I'll give you an example. So this is the the psoas. This is about the unconscious clutching I was talking about before. I'm going to read it to you. And this is your body talking to you. So for the listeners, this is your body. Hey, you're saying everything is okay, but I'm not quite sure. How do you know that we are safe now? I'm still scared. I know it was traumatic for you, but it was traumatic for me too. I just need you to check in with me and let me know that everything is going to be okay. I start to think it is and begin to let go 
but then you keep placing me in the same situation over and over again. I'm confused. Are we safe or not? Please let me know when it's okay to let go. So does that sort of resonate mm. with you? It's like, and the totally. same over and over again, it's like, let's go to the gym, tuck an imprint, let's go. And it's like, you're saying we're safe, mindset, breathe, do all the things, but you've got to let your body know that it's safe to let go first. Which is just like when we stop drinking and we have to deal with all of the stress hormones and all of, you know, the life's ups and downs and anxieties without numbing out. It's really important that we're checking in with our body and letting it know it's actually okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to get through this. And you don't want anything unnecessary. That's why you're, you're enjoying newfound sobriety, but then you don't want anything unnecessary. You don't want unnecessary anxiety and stress. It's hard enough already. So that's why it's so important that you can say, body, it's okay. Because if you don't let go of that clutch, your body still is anxious and that's unnecessary. Let your body know that it's safe and then sobriety is going to just feel that little bit easier. If you're ready to change your relationship with alcohol, then you're in the right place. The Thrivalist membership is a holistic approach to sobriety. It combines everything you need to free yourself from the alcohol trap and create the life of your dreams with coaching, community, and courses like the Signature Sobriety Course, which holds your hand and guides you through the process of building an incredible sober life. To save 20% off the Signature Sobriety Course, use the coupon SOBERNOTSORRY at checkout. Now, back to the episode. Sarah, thank you so much. I'm going to include information for how everyone can find you and find out more about your beautiful Sacred Union program. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. (laughs) And that's it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll be back next week. Lots of love. If you're not 100% sure about joining Thrivalist just yet, I'd like to direct you towards some free resources to get you started right away on your Sober Curious journey. You can head over to our website at www.thrivalistsobriety.com and read our member reviews. When you read about other women's success stories, it serves as a huge inspiration to get you started on your own. If we can do it, so can you. You can also head to the resources section of our website and listen to a guided future self meditation or calculate how much you'll save by taking a break from drinking. Plus, we've got loads of other free resources for you over there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, join our free Facebook community, and please reach out anytime you may need some support at info at thrivalistsobriety.com. <laughs>